0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs> And I'm happy to welcome you here today. It is August 28, 2021. And I do appreciate those of you worldwide listening to this broadcast, both live and in the archive. Um, now in its 11th year, nearing the 12th. So we've been podcast came to be very early in the um, history of podcasting, although not at the beginning. There were other podcasters, certainly, when it came into existence. So um, thank you for spending your listening time here. Today, I was rather spontaneously led to talk about lucid dreams, and really dreams in general, which will also connect us to a more general topic that comes up quite often on this broadcast, which is the vital, vital importance of continuing to nurture our spirituality and just how important mysticism and transcendence and, yes, dreaming How important these things are to not only our personal lives and development, but to humanity itself. We are very sadly losing sight, at least a dominant group among us, of the importance of spirituality. Those of us who know... And I say no, this is not a belief, No, that spirituality is real and not a fantasy, know just how important it is. And today I've chosen to talk about the topic of lucid dreams and dreams in general, just because I have been a dreamer all of my life since I was very, very young. And I also remember, um, and when I say I've been a dreamer, well, we're all dreamers, although I have known um, some people say they don't dream at all, which I can't even imagine what that would be like. Although I suppose you would never have had a nightmare in that situation. I think that when people say that they don't dream at all, generally they just don't remember the dreams. That doesn't mean that they aren't dreaming Lucid dreams are special. When you are lucid in a dream, you are present consciously in the dream. And you know that you are in a dream. As plain as you are walking on the earth on any given day, you know that you are in a dream, in the dream itself. I will also tell you, based on my own experience, is there is a kind of a continuum as to how lucid you are within a dream. You both become lucid, and you could say, I often will say, oh, you know, that dream was 30% lucid, or I went fully lucid, and then Later, I'd say I was down to about 30% at the end, and then I'd woke up or I lost to the lucidity. There is definitely, and I attest to this through personal experience, and this show today is going to be very much based on personal experience. I'm not going to lecture you from a from many sources, or some of those things could have powerful things to teach, but today we're going to talk about the personal experience of what it is to have a lucid dream, how it relates to our intuition. Not only that, I recently stumbled on a technique that is helping me to go lucid more often. And I don't know, there's no, nothing artificial to this technique. There's no substance involved or anything like that. I know some of the listeners are into certain types of ceremony and I'm not one to question what your path may be. But that is not something I personally advocate for or experience because I know that we can have mystical experiences totally on our own without anything artificial. Although I will tell you there's a tool that has helped me recently, and this is very recent. And I stumbled upon this, and I'm going to share it with you today. And that tool is a radio. That's it. Nothing else. One of the things that is so important about dreaming, and especially lucid dreaming, but dreams of all kinds that we remember, is it is a gentler, safer more um, grounded way, ironically, of entering into the realm of the visionary. I am in a position to talk about both because through kind of a perfect storm (laughs) at one point in my life, I had a period in my life where I did experience the visionary and even got to the point within that, that relatively short period of mastering the visionary at times. And it's very similar to a lucid dream. What that means is what you are seeing or experiencing is not in control of you. You gain control of the dream or what you are navigating through yourself. And it's very similar But I am the first to tell you that the visionary, the reason why in the past there have been entire schools, you know, the the ancients had schools where they would experiment and explore the visionary, often um, using various means to get there. Um, And it is not... It is like going on a hike up the edge of a mountain. It's like climbing Everest, or could be, with no equipment or any guide or any assistant whatsoever. The visionary realm, the lucid dreaming realm, is like a training zone. There's nothing risky about it. You're not going to lose your grounding. It's a joyous, amazing, wonderful thing. And yes, it can lead to guidance, which is something that I'm currently pursuing, and this has been happening for many years. I know people of many spiritual and religious persuasions come to this broadcast. And when we talk about guidance, here is what I want to suggest to you. If it concerns you, and remember, in the dream itself, before you go to sleep and in the dream, if you want to be clear that you are getting guidance from the creator or through the creator, not any other source that you might fear, not any low vibrational type source, saying it in a different way if you're of a different spiritual persuasion, Simply say that, that I will not accept guidance from any other source except that which is fully connected and aligned with our creator, the divine. I really suggest this for all intuition because I know many people are both in belief systems, and let me tell you, I've said many times before, I am the granddaughter of an evangelical minister and faith healer, and there were many visions within that church, although I was too young to experience that church. There There were visions and there were healings, and we've talked about healing before, including an aunt who was healed from polio literally got up and walked as a child was in the hospital. Never doubt that prayer works. I will remind you that. And let me stop for a moment to acknowledge that we find ourselves in this world in a very difficult place. We are seeing many changes within the earth itself. And we are also seeing many um, societal trends that are alarming in terms of leading to more conflict, leading to more judgment, leading to more division and angst and dismay and fear. I've heard So many stories of people who are angry with one another, one group angry with another group. That's within the United States. And of course, I acknowledge how awful it is what happened in Afghanistan the last few days. And I've been watching that, and that is just a continuing unfolding tragedy. And it's a very difficult tragedy for those who we... In our hearts, we yearn for peace. We yearn for this place where we don't have to be in this old world where conflicts rage and continue and continue and reignite, Some many of them going on for centuries, and it just keeps happening again and again, and it feels like there's no way out. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention this on this day and if you that i think i am going to touch upon the other side too because if you have a loved one who has transitioned who was killed whether in afghanistan whether through illness through anything else my heart goes out to you and i will talk in a little while not immediately about dreams and how amazing they can be in that realm as well, so that you don't feel alone anymore. This is around the time of year, not just a few days ago, was the anniversary of me having to to let go of a beloved pet. I will share with you in a little bit an astonishing dream that I had when her predecessor passed away. Not all of these dreams were lucid. Again, being lucid in a dream means you know, you will say to yourself, I am in a dream. Sometimes you'll even say it out loud. It will, it's like waking up. You wake up in the dream itself. And just like sleep, you may start to wake up or you may start to go to sleep again. And there may just be a part of the dream where you are present in the dream. And I have had this happen to me over the years. And the more that you work with it, one of the great tests of being in a dream is um, you start to realize within the dream, these are the best lucid dreams, when you do realize you are fully lucid and that you can fly or you can, you know, you're in a dream. So I had one, um, I guess it was in the last year or so, where I was flying. And I certainly do remember dreams like that in my childhood, but not always lucid. We Many people have had dreams like that. That's when you start to influence the environment of the dream. You become more empowered within the dream, and you realize that you can operate within the dream in ways that you can't in the real world. The dream I had was almost like the end of the matrix. I'm not quite flying quite so high. (laughs) Well, actually, I, I was flying, and it was very cool that I stumbled upon. I don't recommend this technique all the time because it will disrupt your sleep. So you want to do it in the morning. You want to do it on a weekend morning when you have a little bit of time and you know you can sleep in or if you're... In a flexible work schedule like I am, I work all kinds of days of the week. I, some mornings I need to get up, others I can sleep in. On a day that you know nothing is required of you right away. And I stumbled upon this completely, and it's really cool, and I'm going to share it with you. I had gotten in the habit since I didn't want to get up right away, so I turn on the radio I'd be listening to the radio, and I have a little portable radio, not a clock radio. I don't think this would work as well with a clock radio, and I'll tell you why. So I turn on this little radio, and I stumbled on this. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is only within the last few months that I have stumbled on this. So I had this radio on, you know, Put it on something that may be a local show Something that's not too jarring It's not music I don't put it on music Although music may work Usually here I have it on something Where people are talking But it's quiet and I've already slept You don't want to do this all night You're not going to get a restful sleep So I don't want to recommend that Unless you're one of these people Who goes to sleep with the radio I do know people like that um, I'm not a person like that so you wake up in the morning and you're still partially asleep and you're saying, Okay, I'm gonna turn on the radio and this has started this way, just I was listening to the radio. This was not had nothing to do with dreaming when this started. Well, the more I did this, suddenly I started to notice, not just suddenly, gradually, that my radio was appearing in the dream. I did not have it blasting in my ear. I do not recommend that. Don't have it too loud. But it was near me, and I live in a place where I don't want to wake anybody else up, and so you don't want it. You're often in a situation where you don't want it loud, so it needs to be some kind of a smaller portable radio that you can put near you, but not blasting because you you don't want it to be too loud. Just as you would listen. If you were in an apartment, in a condo, or in a household with other people, and you didn't want to wake them up with the radio, that's how quiet you could have it, only near you. So you can just hear it. I started to realize that the radio was showing up in my dream. I could hear a radio in my dream, and then it was physically in my dream. This was a series of dreams. And it would appear in different ways. It would be an old radio, like I only saw in my childhood. Or it would be the very radio that I actually had in my room. Or it would be just some other kind of radio. I grew up in the time of portable radios. This isn't a transistor radio, although some of you may have them. Those are those are kind of few and far between these days. Um And maybe it would work with some other kind of device, but I don't want you to damage it. Make sure it's not something that you could roll over or damage, like my radio is older, there's no way, um, and try to keep it not too close to the edge of the bed if it might break, you know, if it's something that you wouldn't want to fall off. I started to hear the radio in my dream. And in the dreams, which were just normal dreams, not lucid at first, I would, Try to turn it off. It was annoying me in the dream. This is why I don't want you to do it at a time when you really need to sleep because I do not want you to disrupt your sleep. So promise me you won't do that because it's good to get deep sleep. And I actually think that's a part of this, that I will. I had already slept deeply. I was in a, a good state. If you're not in that state, I mean, I've fallen asleep with the TV earlier in the evening. It never works. It has never worked for me, what I'm about to describe early in the sleep cycle. It has only ever worked for me in the morning. You will start, if you follow the pattern that I did, to hear the radio in your dreams. And you'll look for it, and you may want to turn it off. And you'll say, I can't turn it off. Well, in the dream, you're trying to turn it off. This started out not lucid, just I didn't want to be hearing this rate. Maybe there was a conversation in the dream, and here was this radio. And it's like, here, let me turn the radio off in the dream, non-lucidly. And it wouldn't go off. I had a whole series of dreams where that radio showed up in different ways. And yes, I've been told by friends, well, isn't that a sign? Because, you know, you've got your radio show. And no, I'm not turning it off. I'm still doing this show and will for a long time. And I I love that sign and there are intuitive signs that will come to us, but I do believe this is a more general thing that anyone can do, even if I take a special affirmation from it, because, yes, I'm doing a radio program. Yes, I'm expanding. Yes, there are a lot of things going on with it. So, And, and yes, you know, I don't always have. I mean, you're a relatively modest group of people, although I can't really see everybody who listens. It's not like outside of one domain. And I love connecting with you. It doesn't matter, you see. I've taught many a a seminar at an expo. They're kind of calm right now. I may start teaching more again. In fact, I intend to, especially online. And you're in a room with like You know, a small number of people, even relatively bigger speakers. You're not talking to thousands and thousands of people. I have certainly talked on on much more visible radio programs, on networks and things. But right now, I'm here with you. So, yes, there's a sign about the radio I'm sure that I'm supposed to pay attention to. But what is happening is in the dream these the radio is on and i want to turn it off in the dream there came a dream one day because i had had lucid dreams before but i never had a technique that worked until now there had there was a dream in which i realized the radio is on in my dream and i can't turn it off. I'm in a dream. I'm in a dream. And I would test it. I'd try to turn it off. I'd even take the batteries out of the radio. I would unplug it. In fact, that would happen even before I was lucid. But once I'd hear, I was semi-lucid and saying, oh my gosh, there's a radio playing and it won't shut off no matter what I do. Because in real life, you see, there was a radio playing. But I'm in a dream and there's this radio. That enabled me to become lucid. That realization, it was a tool. It was something in my dream that told me this radio, if I was in a normal situation, would go off. If I took the batteries out or if I unplugged it and took the batteries out, heck, I even had a couple dreams where, you know, I just demolished the radio, whatever not always lucid. I just wanted it to go off in the dream. And I became conscious. I became lucid. Being lucid is knowing I am in a dream. Sometimes in the dream you'll have this tendency, especially when you're semi-lucid. I have this. I do this a lot where you'll want to announce to someone else in the dream, hey, We're in a dream, but if you do that, you're not totally lucid because everything in the dream, although we could talk about, you know, there's a whole exploration about dreams and the visionary as to whether there can't be actual communication. So if there's someone else in your dream, are they lucid or are they just a part of the dream? That's a really good question. But you may have a tendency to announce to others in the dream if you're interacting. And often this happens to me when I'm interacting with others in the dream. I want to talk to them and the radio is on. So I want to turn the volume down. And I become awake. A couple weeks ago I had one. I've had a series of dreams over the years where I became lucid and because I do believe in higher consciousness species that are beyond the earth, I've reached out to them or even felt um, that the sense of guidance from them. And this can happen in the visionary, too. And this isn't way out there. Believe me, we are not on a path of advancement To any great degree, if all we're focusing on is technology, true advancement, although technology may be integrated into the physical at some point, is focusing on spirituality and spiritual development because it is the best way to pretty much do anything. You can heal. You can communicate. You can move things like asteroids. You can protect your planet. You can communicate with others that are awake and aware in their um, time and place. There are no boundaries of time or of space. The answer for all of us is spirituality. And it's being consciously aware that you are connected to the divine. So often in some of these dreams, I have looked for some kind of communication And sometimes I've had some pretty amazing things happen, walking down like a corridor that got very light and white, feeling like, you know, there was guidance, although I have yet to get anything from one of these dreams that's, um, you know, super detailed that I could carry with me. Um, That's something different with the dream realm. Now, the visionary realm, you can get a lot more information, but it's a much more hazardous journey, and you really need guidance, and it's not for everybody, and a lot of people really shouldn't be doing it, <laughs> honestly, because it's it's like climbing a mountain, and you really can fall off. I mean, it's it's about one of the most adventurous things that we do in humanity is explore the visionary realm because of the there aren't the boundaries that are in the normal world and it's just so easy for it to disrupt your regular life and you lose your grounding and you know that causes other problems. So I am not one to recommend Um, unless you're a very adventurous Mount Everest type of person within the spiritual realm. And believe me, I've been there in a short period of time of my life, but then I decided I'd had enough mountain climbing, thank you very much, and I would take the intuition from that because it does gift you with some intuition and focus on dreams, and not only lucid dreams, but dreams in general. So I hope I've described the technique well enough that all you have to do, and you may have to do it a bit consistent a bit consistently before it will actually work, is you just have you will have had a good night's sleep, you put a radio near you, not too loud, but such that you can hear it just as if you wanted to listen to the radio, just like I did. And hopefully something maybe you really do want to listen to. And you go back to sleep. You won't always drift back to sleep. Sometimes you're just going to be up. But other days, you will drift back to sleep if it's on a day when you don't have to get up. And I will be curious if you see success in the way I have. In fact, I invite you even, if you do find that you were able to reach some success with this technique, feel free to write to me at info, I-N-F-O, at FrontierBeyondFear.com, because I would be curious. Or you can comment on any of the shows. Lucid dreams, and dreams in general, are a very accessible commonly experienced expression of the mystical it takes us where we need to go which is towards a more spiritual development not a hostile environment towards spirituality that if we continue to go down the path where we elevate hostility towards mysticism and spirituality or intuitive experience or any number of other things, we will not survive as a species. I can almost guarantee that. If we do, we're probably not going to be a very nice one, sadly. Spirituality is important. Our dreams are important. What about those who have transitioned Well, I can personally tell you about two dreams, and I know many others have reported other dreams. And I've had a number of dreams where my previously departed dog, the one that had just left, has come to me in a dream. They're not always lucid. In fact, typically they're not Although I will tell you, when I went lucid about three months ago, one of the things I did was call her name. I wanted her to come to me while I was lucid in the dream, but it actually didn't work, and I'd like to try that again. Um, Looking to communicate with someone in a lucid dream is a valuable research endeavor and a valuable personal endeavor because they can communicate to us for sure, from the other side. After the dog, before my current dog died, the night she died, I had actually, I was less spiritual then. It was actually even before I had had a lot of spiritual, um, well, no, I guess it was kind of in the midst of this spiritual time. I was still awakening during this time, although I've always had some tendencies But I was becoming more spiritual at this time. I had a dream. I actually asked for the dream the night that she had to be put down. That dog had cancer. And I probably kept her too long, as we often do, so hard. I mean, it's such a hard judgment call. And in that case, the day came where she couldn't eat anymore, and that was it. That was the time. And the interesting thing is my last dog, I feel like it was too soon, and although it it wouldn't have been more than a couple months too soon and um, circumstances because she, too, was having significant health issues. So in both cases, I had put the dog down, um, and it always hurts either way. Whether you hold on too long or you feel like it was too early, it's hard, and I know others In my life, who felt like, you know, maybe it was way too early with even an older dog. I mean, it's just the hardest thing in the world, and I've been through it, and I know how hard it is. But I wanted to dream about my dog because I had heard, I had read that sometimes they will come to you in your dreams. And sure enough, I was not disappointed. In fact, I went through most of the night, no dreams about her And I remember waking up and getting up and I was so upset and sad and then I just said I'm not I I haven't had a dream about her and I was heartbroken because it was the the night she had been put down and um, it was so hard. And I went, I drifted back to sleep about 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm only going to describe this partially but There she was. She appeared, and she jumped on my bed. And I can't quite remember. I'd have to look at the original writing of this, because I wrote about it really early after. If she came out of the light at this point, at the beginning, I can't remember, but she does later in the dream. All I can say is she jumped on the bed, And I laughed to myself because this particular dog was not allowed to be on the bed. Later dog was, but not this dog, although typically my dogs have been larger and it's kind of complicated to have them on the bed. But I laughed because she was never allowed on the bed. And um, my um, ex-husband was in the dream and totally asleep in the dream, totally asleep. And he wouldn't have liked the dog on the bed. Um, and we just didn't have the dog on the bed in, in that time. And she was there plain as day. She was let me hold her and pet her. And I felt her total presence in the dream. And I will tell you that I've had a number of dreams. And not these typically aren't lucid, but they're very real. They They may be semi-lucid, where my last departed pet does the same thing, where she's with me clear as day and as if she's come to visit, sometimes she'll nudge me right before I'm going to get up, just like she used to in real life, like she's right here and I feel her little nose and everything, I mean, she's right here. But in this dream, many years ago, my dog who had just died was on the bed and as a part of this dream, she showed me her face, she had cancer and it was in her nasal passage and so it had become... Um misshapen and so her and her eye was starting to look funny, and she didn 't look normal um and in the dream, she showed me her face, and she was well just like before, and she was well, and she looked just like she had before she 'd been sick, and she was older when she died um so this wasn 't an early death, which are always hard with pets um or anyone for that matter so then in the dream. A voice called my dog. I talked about this in the nonlinear time episode. You might want to look for that because that was pretty amazing what happened there. Um, It was a voice I vaguely recognized, but it wasn't until later did I realize who that voice was. And the dog ran basically this light. It was a bright light behind my drapes in the dream. I was in the bedroom in this dream and it was kind of a combination of bedrooms I've lived in. It wasn't exactly like my current one at the time. And she ran into the light towards the voice. But then she comes bounding back out of the light, and the voice laughs, like laughs, to come and see me again. And there's a more symbolic part of this dream, too, where I was shown um, a puppy that I was holding a puppy, and she was right. I would be holding a puppy very soon, Um, although not exactly as depicted in the dream because in the dream the puppy looked a lot like my first puppy. And then she, you know, there was a kind of a discussion of this other dog that I had lost that she wasn't there right now, not in the dream. And this dream also relates to reincarnation, and I may talk about that on another show. Um, because there's an implication in the symbolism that um, these dogs were related to one another soul-wise. Then, eventually, after there was a symbolic part where basically little spring wildflowers were like blossoming out of her her stomach, she rolled over onto her back, and it was like a meadow. I know that sounds weird, but not in a mystical dream state. Then she ran back to the light, and I woke up. That's one dream I've had, and I've had others of pets. And not long after that, we did get a puppy, Um And sooner than I thought we would. And even the vet, who wasn't particularly into anything, everybody marveled at how much dog, especially her eyes, looked like the previous dog. And it wasn't intentional at all. My son, okay, I'll tell the story really fast, mother's story. We went to, soon after that dog died, my son, who was very young at the time, in elementary school was asked to write a report on a pet and his had just died and so we didn't want him to feel the need to focus on that and so we went to the pet store PetSmart or Petco I think it was PetSmart to buy a a fish and my son ran into the back of the store and found the puppies that were out for adoption that day in the back of the store and you know, basically to make a long story short, because of him and because he managed to, to to reach us and this dog that we found touched our hearts. We came we went to the store to get a fish and came home with a puppy. And it was within a month I think of the other one going, so which I would have said was too soon that I needed to heal. But apparently even in the dream when I was shown holding a puppy that I actually needed to haul the puppy. And I I love that dog. She lived to a very old age, and she's the one who um, transitioned um, only a few years ago. And I don't currently have a pet, so she was my last dog, even though I've had dogs a good portion of my life, and a cat part of it too. And my cat comes to my dreams as well at times, not quite as much. But that happens. And yes, it can happen with people. Because after my father died, he came to a dream. And he actually gave me some reassurance about the things, you know, just different work I was getting involved in his spiritual path. Um, He was the son of this um, faith healer, evangelical minister on the East Coast. Um, who led a church, started a church. He was a street corner preaching, healing minister with vision, visionary experiences the whole nine yards. Even though we didn't um, grow up in that environment, I it's kind of complicated. I did not come from that. I did not grow up in a church like that. We were in a more, um, just a, a pretty, a very calm, <laughs> calm church. That kind of thing didn't happen in my upbringing. Um, Not much. I saw it a little, but not much. Um, so he came to me in my dream, and he had some things to share with me. And when I woke up from that dream, I could smell his aftershave or the hair thingy. I don't even know what it was. My dad used various things as that generation did. It smelled like aftershave, I guess, or his hair product or some combination. It smelled just like him right around me as I woke up, and that can happen too. We're not going to be able to fully explore everything we could possibly talk about related to dreams, and I think we've opened up an entire topic of teaching. I may even ultimately teach some things about dreams and about visionary experiences and about how so much of this is real and accessible to us Um, and also how to have a healthy caution around um, what some may call shamanic experiences. There's a reason why they call them shamanic. I mean, in the old days, you needed a shaman with you to help you, or you needed to be in a very safe place where there there was guidance and help. It doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes... In our paths in life, we are meant to have mystical experiences. I was too, but I also have a very healthy respect it 's like driving on a super highway it 's like driving on a very challenging road, a winding mountain road um, it's It 's like climbing a mountain, and you have to respect that realm. but that doesn 't mean that we should be ignoring it for humanity i 'm thankful for what I was able to. In that realm And I'm thankful that I'm now able to continue to explore The realm of dreams Which have been with me all of my life In terms of how vivid they are I used to call them movie dreams Because they would be like watching a movie Sometimes I wasn't even in the movie I'd just be watching it in my dream And yes, like anyone else I've had nightmares And it's interesting to see Um, I used to have, and I still do Tornado dreams and how I'm reacting to the tornado, and these are non-lucid. Usually that happens when there's chaos of some kind. So what's happening in the dream? Am I directing people to safety? In more recent years, I'm less helpless. I'm doing something about it. It's like, okay, you know, let's go to the basement or whatever. If I was lucid, I could just make it go away. I mean, there comes a point, and this is where we need to head within our dreams, is mastery within the dream. So that you could just say, tornado, go away, and it's gone. I'm not quite to that point yet, but I do believe it's possible. Live audience, I know you're leaving. Um, I'm grateful today for being on the front page of um, Blog Talk Radio once again while this this show was live. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com. Go there to find out more about this show. For those listening in the podcast, I will talk a bit longer And those of you live can listen later to the end. I'm not going to go too much longer today. Um, I think that I've touched upon this topic. Um, I have been more and more um, once again refocusing on my project where I have been studying mystical experience and mystical women in particular. In fact, I'm going to invite you to a site that I will be talking about more in the future, which I'm revitalizing. Um, I happen to be an expert on Mother Shipton, and I've had this for so many years, and it was really active about 10 years ago, and then life kind of had its way with me. And um, But some years ago, Mothershipton.com fell into my hands like for nothing and I knew it was meant to be. And I've just recently added a number of things to the FAQs page of mothershipden.com, which I think many of you would find interesting if you're curious about Mother Shipton, who was is often referred to as the female Nostradamus. And what we know about her is there are a lot of things said about her that actually aren't real, but there are some very she was clearly highly intuitive anyway that's something I'd like to invite you to and I'll be talking more about um, various mystics and other ways that we can elevate our spirituality because I do believe even as a technologist because I, um, I have a master's degree in computer science I have a math degree I am clearly connected to the scientific realm, and yet I believe in the pursuit of truth. Um, And that's what science should be, the pursuit of truth. Elevating something that is not the pursuit or the um, unveiling of truth, anything that that veils truth um, for goals unrelated to the Discovery of truth or the the revealing of truth—that's um, not something that we really can label as um, real real science. Real science would be every bit as much compatible with spirituality as truth is compatible with truth, because spiritual experience is real. Yes your intuition can be heightened. In fact, just yesterday, I didn't bring it in to read last night, I decided not to do a reading today. I opened to a passage, really obscure person I'd never even heard of, and he was actually talking about science and truth, how it's the pursuit of truth. And he was writing in a day when religion still had an influence. And religion and spirituality are related, but they're not entirely the same. Your path to spirituality may be religion, but for others, spirituality can come in a different way. And it's about also aligning with the divine, aligning with our highest good, with our highest truth, with what it is that created us, with the omnipresent spirit from which we can never be separated. That's why conscious species, and let's not pretend anymore. We know very well that there are countless, astonishing number of planets and galaxies, and even we're seeing evidence of more than one universe within more, let's call it, traditional, conventional science. We know this. We would be the most ignorant people if we were to suggest that there aren't species all over the place and all over time. The sad thing is, is that we have somehow In our own, um, sometimes truthfully, arrogance, thought that they would have to be technologically advanced to be advanced. So we look for radio signals. We look for signs of technology. And isn't it really interesting that we're not finding a whole lot? We may be finding a few things. Um, There was, anyway, I'll go on and on. We might do another show on this. Um, There was that potential probe. Um, Abby Loeb is talking about this, and he actually has a project called the Galileo Project, which is kind of interesting because Galileo was was pursuing truth, and yet, you know, he was castigated and almost killed for that. That can still happen, but we need to have an openness to the spiritual realm. I'm sure there may be, just like on this planet, people advance in different ways. There probably are some out there that are technological. I'm not sure we'd want to meet them. And Stephen Hawking said that. He didn't really talk about spirituality as an alternative. But I would wager most of them do not progress. Because really, you need to master the spiritual. You need to be in alignment with the spiritual. You need to be listening to the guidance of the divine to truly advance as a planet. That can take us everywhere. That can connect us to anyone and anyone. It is the answer for us. Are dreams a gateway to this answer? Is visionary experience? Yes. I do believe so. So I would hope that you would join me and let me tell you, honor, unless you're someone, I mean, I really am not an advocate for um, doing, the mind is very powerful. So be careful out there with the visionary realm. I'm not going to be advocating there. Um, It's something that you need to do only, truthfully, we're not really that developed. Maybe within your culture, if it's been developed enough. But know that it isn't an easy road. The dream realm, however, is accessible to all of us. We can dream. We can pay attention to our dreams. And yes, we can awaken within our dreams and explore where that takes us next. Thank you, everyone, for being with me here today. I do think I will probably be here next week. I don't think there's anything going on next Saturday. This broadcast will continue to air live on Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And there are a number of podcasts that I invite you to explore and discover. And thank you so much for being here. FrontierBeyondFear.com is a good place to go to look for other shows. And I will see you again